0: I'm getting ready. (laughs) Now, look, I I must say I'm sorry if you came here to hear Cameron today. Um, He he had an emergency yesterday on the home front, and his little girls needed help. And all's good now, but he he rang up and said, well, I come, so he could care for his little girl. So that, that's, that's why I'm, I'm here. Um, now, the, um, now, the reason, I, I've got a little preamble here first. The reason um, I, I did this sermon was um, for me. Uh, Because during COVID, I slipped into some bad habits, and that was sitting watching TV and the screen time, and I was getting bombarded with words, 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 coming from all directions, and, um, oh, dear me, some words said this and some words said that, and I was totally confused what to believe, who to believe. Was I being gaslighted? You know, you know the whole works. So I sat down and wrote the sermon. Um, now, just a little bit about the sermon, if you can call it that today. I'm going to have four illustrations, four little stories. Then, I've got help. Three of our young men, God bless them, they're going to come and help. Now, this history is repeating itself. A few years ago, I got, a, I got a phone call just like I got yesterday from Clem when he was the pastor here. And Clem said, oh, he was sick. He was, he was in a bad way, actually. And would I come and take a sermon? Well, back then, back then, Three little bo- little boys then, they were just little boys, came and helped. Now those little boys are here, well th- three of them are here today anyway. They're a lot taller now than what they were then. But they're back here to help and oh God bless you, you lovely kids. You, We really love you. So uh, with that in mind... I'll, I'll go on with the sermon. I've called it Focus, Focus. I had to work out, what, what am I going to focus on? What do I believe? And um, first story is based on, if I focus on what is behind me, I might not see what is ahead of me. Now, something wrong? I know I'm behind you, Rob. Oh, I'm going to make this a bit easier for you. Oh, thank you. Here you go. Oh, Let's make it a bit comfortable. Church is full of wonderful people, folks. <laughs> thank you, Mike. Anyway, the story took place about 1966. I was teaching at Carolundi's Mission School. And one Sabbath morning... Uh, one of the, uh, About three of the taller girls The older girls Decided they weren't going to go to Sabbath school And so they went marching past the church With their nose in the air We're not coming to Sabbath school We're not coming to Sabbath school And a couple of little girls were following along behind <laughs> We're not coming to Sabbath school too And then they climbed over the fence and they're still looking back. We're not coming to Sabbath school. We're not coming to Sabbath school. Then all of a sudden they changed their mind. They came face to face with a big bull. (laughs) Oh, it was a massive thing. I tell you, folks, big one. And he raised his head and he bellowed. And they... Big girls grabbed the little girls and they ran back to Sabbath school. Little girls bouncing along behind. They came to the fence, they threw the little girls fence, <laughs> and over they come back into Sabbath school. They were dwelling too much on what was behind them, folks. They didn't see that big bull in front of them. And the moral... <laughs> There is a danger. We can dwell too much in the past and forget to live in the present and fail to plan for the future. And I think you've all come across people, you know, somebody done me wrong back there, you know, always in the past and they're not enjoying the present. But then also, there is a blessing. We can look back and see how God has led us in the past and how he'll lead us in the future. Now, that was story number one. Story number two. If I focus on my enemies, I might not see who my friends are. And this is in... um, 2 Kings 6, 2 Kings 6, um, verse 8 to 23. I'm not going to read it all, it's too long. But basically, the story is, <clears throat> uh, Elijah and his uh, servant were in the town and the servant got up one morning and looked looked over the front over the wall and there was a great army enemy all around and the servant got frightened he didn't he didn't like the enemy there but elisha came up and he said don't be afraid elisha told him for there are more For there are more on our side than on theirs. Then Elisha prayed, the Lord opened his eyes and let him see. And then the Lord opened the young man's eyes and when he looked he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. He He was seeing his enemies, this is the servant, he was just seeing his enemies and he didn't look far enough. He didn't see um, the, uh, those on his side. And it's an interesting story, that, folks, of how Eli- Elisha then prayed and uh, the enemy's eyes were blinded. Then he led them away, got them a good feed. And um, then God opened their eyes and he sent them home. That's how to deal with your enemies. Um, So, the danger we can dwell on how we have been treated badly. You know, we can go through life singing somebody done me wrong song, and we'll miss out on seeing our friends. And folks, folks, there's wonderful people all around you, you know, to, It's very easy just to um, see the ones doing the wrong thing. And uh, just a little personal one here. Uh, last year, it would have been. Uh, my grandson Nicholas and his young lady passed their exams, so I said to them, OK, we're going to go out to celebrate and it's going to be different. So we were going to meet down at a little shop in South, on, on the south, south Fremantle there. Um, Manor is the name of the shop. And they've got little tables and chairs out on the footpath and I was sitting there waiting for them and waiting and oh there was Nicholas he had trouble finding his way there but anyway while I was waiting at another table there was a young couple oh, a very refined young people nice looking young people and uh, they were happy talking together and then um, she must have wanted a drink of water so he'd been a fine young man got up and he went into the shop to get her some water. And he came back with two. And he gave her one and he said, Here mate, one for you. And I oh, thought <laughs> did I look like a Darrow that needed water, but anyway <laughs> he was a fine young man. Fine. Oh good people, good people. And so my memory is of him, not that other one <laughs> on his Haley Davidson roaring up and down the street making a big racket. So, uh, folks, focus, focus on your friends, not, not on your enemies because everyone, everyone's got someone who you've been wronged by someone. It's just That's life. Uh, So that's story number two. Um, Story number three, if we focus on our disappointments, failures and sorrows, I might not see who was walking by my side. That's over in Luke 24 verse 13 to 34. And I'm not going to read it all. It's pretty long. But basically, it was two of the disciples after the crucifixion, they were walking home. Their life was destroyed. Their whole, everything they'd worked for for the last three years was gone kaput. Bad. They were discouraged. They were unhappy. And um, the stranger came walking along beside them. And they were so filled with their misery, so filled with their disappointment, so filled with everything that had gone wrong, they couldn't see that it was Jesus, the one that they loved, the one that they were sorrowing about. And anyway, let's just come now to... um, Oh, they invited him into the house anyway. Come to verse 24, verse 30. As they sat down to eat... He took the bread and blessed it. Then he broke it and gave it to them. Suddenly their eyes were opened and they recognised him. And at that moment he disappeared. They said to each other, Didn't our hearts burn within us as, as he talked with us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? And within the hour they were back on their way to Jerusalem and uh, the danger. The media seems to indicate that we are becoming a society of whingers. There's always someone on the TV whinging about something. Some group, another group, individuals, you name it. Um... And their solution... What's their solution? More money. money will fix their problems. If we had more money and Mr McGowan is sitting there on billions and he's not handing it out, he's a bad man for not giving us more money. Yeah, well, I don't think they've got the right thing. But with... Um, Christ on our side he'll give us this peace and contentment and um, we'll we'll have a change in direction in our life um, instead of sitting around whinging and moaning and wanting more money um, well, we'd where did I put the hymn book? I had a... Oh, it's gone. I thought I had a hymn book here with me. Uh, oh, Michael. You oh. sabbathur got you when you were focused on something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael to the rescue. Um, the... Um, We'll have a change in direction. We won't be sitting around whinging. I need more money. Need more money. If more money. I'd be better off. And so there's a hymn here in this. By the way, young fellows, this is a bit of a history lesson. Way back, way back, before the era of electronic devices, people carried two books to church one the Bible and the other a hymn book and had songs in it that we sang and there's a a hymn I'd like to just draw your attention to, I'm not going to sing it folks Um, it says here, marching to Zion, we'll be it says here, come we that love the Lord and let our joys be known. Join in the song with sweet accord, join in the song with sweet accord, and thus surround the throne. We're marching to Zion, beautiful, beautiful Zion. We're marching upward to Zion, the beautiful city of God. And uh, anyone know that hymn? Beautiful. Can we sing it sometime, folks? Uh it's a beauty. It's positive. We're going somewhere. Heaven. So uh, I'll just check here. Radio, just one one more story here. I want to go back to 1966, I think it was, in Carolundi Mission School. One day, one day I was out in the playground. It was a clear day, beautiful, beautiful clear sky. Oh, it was beautiful. And the children were standing around, all gazing, gazing up into the sky. And I said to them, "What, what, what are you looking at?" They said, stars. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, you know, school kids like to put Swifties over teachers and I thought, they're just trying to fool me into thinking they're stars. But no, no, true, true, stars. So I trinked I my neck back <laughs> in those days, it was easy. And... Uh, I looked and I looked and I thought, no, no, no stars, no, no, you're just telling me stories. But then one of the boys was beyond his years. He said, don't look where the clouds go, look further. So I kept looking, if you can look further, I did. I kept looking further, 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 further. And sure enough... Right up there was a star. Just one one of the planets shining. And, uh, you know, if we, we spend our life just looking where the clouds go, we're not going to see the stars. And Revelation 22, verse 16. Ooh, it's gone. Here it is. And it says here, I am the bright morning star, Jesus. I am the bright morning star. So, folks, let's get our focus up to see that bright morning star, Jesus. Now, the time has come for these young men to come and help. Uh, there's Ezekiel, Ezekiel, Ezra and Kyle. They're going to come up here and they're going to read some verses that we can focus on. I think they're going to come. Yep, yeah, they're coming. Oh, phew. Um... Now, gentlemen, welcome. Who's first? Ezekiel. John 3.16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Thank you. JOHN fourteen one to three Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And if I am going to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may also be where I am. Thank you. Acts 7, 9-11 to Because the patriarchs were jealous of Joseph, they sold him as a slave into Egypt. But God was with him and rescued him from all his troubles. He gave Joseph wisdom and enabled him to gain the goodwill of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. So Pharaoh made him ruler over Egypt and all his palace. Then a famine struck all Egypt and Canaan, bringing great suffering and our ancestors could not find food. Right. Now, Right. Now, Kyle's going to stay here and help. Uh, A little bit bit more. But there's one text. um, I want to read, and then Kyle's going to say the prayer. Uh, Because this one text... Um, Matthew... This this one text sums up the whole what I've been trying to say here, what to focus on. Um, And This is Jesus talking in Matthew 7, 6. Chapter 6, verse 33. And he says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, righteously and he will give you everything you need. So, folks, the message today is just focus. Focus on seeking God. Our uh, Kyle is going to say the prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for this wonderful day. Thank you for Bob's message today and help us to be able to understand its full meaning. Help us all to have a wonderful rest of our day. In your holy name, amen. Well, thank you, Kyle and Ezekiel and Ezra. By they're a lot jolly, a lot taller than what they helped me a couple of years ago. Now, I hope you all have a wonderful week and God bless.